Hey, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been by our side for many years now. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers if they have questions so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com and adcraftwebstores.com. All right, guys, you heard the intro. We are brought to you by and powered by AdCraft USA. If you don't know, we've got a web store going on right now. You can buy some hashtag NAI product stuff. Go take a look. Uh, it is in our, uh, it is our pinned tweet. Uh, by the time you hear this, it will be our pinned tweet. But tonight on the NAI Ball podcast, we have Coach Mike Feminist. Coach, how you doing this evening? Doing great, Corey. How are you? Hey, doing well. It's um, I'm hoping tonight is the last Florida cold we get. Um, <laughs> we we uh, we did. <laughs> this is gonna sound silly uh, next to someone who's in in the Chicagoland area, but we didn't make the 60s today, and I was kind well, of annoyed. Yeah, I feel horrible for you. Oh yeah, I bet you do. But no, we've uh, I've I've uh, for those who who saw the. Um, Last week's interview, the, the, I, I still had the beard. I've shaved the beard since then. I've I, that is that is the sign that spring has arrived. Is when the beard goes. There you go. So, you know, we've got folks that are actually starting spring ball already. We we talked to um, uh, St. Thomas last week. That's already starting spring ball. I'm like going, holy cow! All right. So, coach, want to want to take a look at your your team last year and, and just go back through it and, and see. Uh, I, I want to talk real quick about y'all's ability to bounce back from losses. You start off against uh, Indy, you lose 34-10, to 10. you come right back against a good Siena Heights team, you beat them 20-13, to 13. you lose a just a barn burner uh, versus all of it. Nazarene, you come back the next week against Mobap, you win 31-16. The only one, obviously, that you haven't been able to come back from yet is the last one obviously but talk about your team's ability to bounce back well i i just think it's a um it's kind of the expectation of our program you know um i think we've you know we've been one of the the top programs in the nai for a long long time now and uh we also play in, in what i think is the best league in the in the in the country so um, to go undefeated um, with the schedule that we play is is really not realistic. And uh, so whether it's our own league games or the crossovers with the teams from the East or uh, playing a, a really good D2 school like, like UND, um, you know, my, my goal isn't to, to go undefeated every, every year. All right. Plus it's, it's very difficult for us to find non-conference games anyways. Um, you know, my goal is to, to get us in a position, um, you know, once we get into to league play, it's, it's to win our league, you know, get that automatic berth into the, into the playoffs and then, and then go as deep as we can with our ultimate goal is to, to win another national championship. So, um, for, for us, um, you know, we obviously go into every game expecting to win, but, um, if you don't, um, football, unfortunately is, 
is a little bit different than a basketball, baseball, or softball where you're playing 30, 40, 50 games or whatever it is. Um, you know, losses are, are very, uh, wins are very precious. So when you, when you, when you drop one or two, you don't have any time to feel sorry for yourself. You got to get right back on the horse and, and you get ready to play another uh, tough team. So I think historically, I think we've done a, a really good, good job of that, of, of, uh, you know, if you win, you, you enjoy it for 24 hours and then you get on to the next one. And if you lose, you don't, <laughs> you want to solve for 24 hours, that's fine. But uh, you got to get right back to work on Monday morning. One of the wins I do want to uh, talk about real quick is the one against USF of Indiana. Uh, that is the first win for y'all over the Cougars for the first time in seven years. And the first time that y'all have ever shut them out. Talk about, uh, making that mark for your program against a team that has been historically one of the really good teams in your league? Well, uh, the one thing I just want to make sure you, you know, you clarify it's we've been them once in seven years because we've only played them three times the last seven years. That so is true. It's, uh, we've actually, um, I believe we're, I think we're pretty close. I think we're about five and five the last uh, 10 times we've, we've played, uh, uh, St. France, Indiana. They're 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 probably even though they're in the East, um, and we only shared the uh, playing with them in the East for uh, about a six year period uh, back from 07 to 012. Uh, historically, since we started here, they're probably our biggest rival. Um, you know, we we've had a lot of great games with them. Um, it's it's a very competitive uh, and respectful. Uh, rivalry that that we have with them, uh, we got the utmost respect for them. Um, you know, but it's it's one of those things where uh, I certainly wasn't expecting. Uh, you know, the game. <laughs> if somebody told me we were going to win thirtieth and nothing, I would have told them we we're they were crazy. Uh, but you know what? Um, they're they're going to bounce back. They they you know, Coach Stanley will tell you. Um, you know, he'll be the first one to tell you that it wasn't one of his stronger teams, and and um, you know, we've certainly been there before. Uh, it's just. You know, people get spoiled when when you're talking about uh, programs like uh, a St. Xavier or St. Francis or Morningside of Marion. They just, they just think you're automatically going to go, you know, ten and zero or nine and one or ten and one every year, and and uh, that's pretty hard to do. Um, so I just think I think St. Francis they had a down year uh, for them. Um, I I would be very very surprised if uh, if they don't turn things around and and again are one of the the top ten teams in the country, but. Um, I, I look at I look at that as um, uh, you know more of a, a surprise situation than than, than anything else. I, I, I would expect when we go to Fort Wayne, we're going to see a, a much different team this year. I would I would not doubt it in the least. I mean, those guys have got to be sitting there licking their wounds, and the only thing more dangerous than a St. Francis team normally is a St. Francis team that's that's got a chip on their shoulder. So yeah, that's for sure. So going to the other. Uh, St. Francis, your alma mater. Y'all get down to the end of the year with a Midwest berth on the line and play an absolute whale of a game with St. Francis. Um, I don't want to say it's come out of nowhere because they were they they showed flashes the last couple of years, even if the record didn't uh, show it. But but talk about that game to to basically fight for a playoff berth. Well, um, again, that, that game always has a little bit more special meaning for me with, since they're my alma mater and, and I spent 13 years there. Uh, I was on the first football team there in 1986 and 
started coaching there right afterwards. And, um, you know, I was the defensive coordinator for my final five years before I got the head job. So that game always has uh, extra special meaning for, for me. Um, it's one of those where we've been very fortunate that uh, I think we've won 23 of the 24 games we've, we've played against them. But if you also go back and you look at the scores, um, I mean, it can easily be a 50-50 deal. You know, we've just – um, so many of them have come down to, uh, to last minute or, or, you know, seven points or less games, you know, um, you know, I, I think for us, uh, you know, we just, we have a belief system in, in ourselves and in our program that, uh, no matter what happens, we're going to find a way to win. And, um, Joe had a coach, coach Curry, um, you know, was a, a former player of mine. Um, he, they had an outstanding football team this year and, uh, you know, they've got a, a very dynamic quarterback, um, who's a, he's a handful, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, obviously a throwing threat, but he can, he can run the ball and he can scramble and he can do all the things that drive a, a defensive, defensive coordinator crazy. So, um, we knew that it was going to be a battle. I mean, there was, there was no, no doubt going in, um, that, uh, they were going to give us everything they had, and and they they did, and then some. You know, <laughs> you know, for it to for it to go to overtime, uh, um, we were fortunate to to come out with a win. But uh, yeah, they're they're legit. I said that at the very beginning when they um, I want to say it was their opening game against Marion. It was a it was a seven point game going into the fourth quarter. So uh, they're, they're a very good team. Uh, I think they have uh, quite a few guys back too uh, this year. So they're they're certainly going to be formidable. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a look at your squad that you've got coming back. You've got weapons all over creation uh, coming back for y'all, whether it be Stuart Ross uh, taking the snaps, whether it be Justin Pringle and Brant Hickson out on uh, the outside there, or whether it be Amari Venerable running the football there. Talk about keeping going and growing your offense and becoming more dynamic in 2022. Well, we, we've definitely got the, the skill guys. Uh, we probably have as deep of a group um, as any that, that we've had in a long, long time and maybe maybe forever. Um, we've, got, we've got seven or eight really quality receivers, uh, three really good running backs. Uh, you mentioned Amari. And, you know, Amari had to play in the shadow of um, Vance McShane, who, you know, who was, played, who was playing his last two years at, at Northern Iowa with his brother. Which is a, a very good FCS school, um, but uh, you know Amari, uh, he took the opportunity and, and he ran with it literally. And and um, the the one thing I'll say about Amari is he is he is one tough sob because he had a he had a hip pointer um, in week nine and he he tried going in that St. Francis game. We pulled him because he just could not function really in in the in the first half. So we shut him down. And uh, he kept begging me to play, begging me to play. And as we're walking out at halftime of that game, I, I, I said, Amari, we'll, we'll see where we're at. If it gets to crunch time, I'll, I'll, I'll see I'll see where you're at. And then uh, guess what? So he hadn't taken a snap in almost two hours. And then we get into overtime. I said, all right, what do you think? He's like, I want to go. I said, okay. <laughs> first, first play of overtime, he goes 25 yards for the winning touchdown uh, with a hip pointer. Uh, um, so... Um, you know, Amari is a, is a, is a phenomenal player. Uh, you mentioned Justin Pringle and, and Brant Hickson. Um, we, we've got, we've got some really good skill guys. Um, 
uh, Stuart Ross, uh, we think he uh, just keeps getting better and better. You know, he, he got uh, he got to start uh, four or five games as a as a freshman in our spring season, and then he made uh, he made great improvement uh, this past season. Um, and then and guess what? He's just going to get better. And uh, so so Stewart's a, he's a dual threat type of type of kid. Uh, not so, so much running the ball, but uh, you know he's got some scrambling ability. Um, you know when he's not throwing the ball, and and we got a we got a couple of quarterbacks that are going to be pushing him too. You know John O'Sullivan uh, is an older kid that um, uh, we think very highly of too. He got hurt in the in the spring season, um, uh, tore his ACL, but he's coming back and, and he's going to compete. And uh, so we we've we've got the skilled guys offensively. I think our you know our biggest question is we got to fill uh, uh, we got to replace three phenomenal uh, offensive linemen, three guys that were, were five-year start, five-season starters for us. Uh, so that, that'll be our, our, our kind of our biggest question going in is the old line. But as far as the, the skills guys, uh, we feel pretty good about ourselves. Marty just said, I'll make this real short. I'll, be, I'll get right on, get right off. <laughs> there you go. Defensively, you've got folks coming back that are first team all MSFA Midwest at each level of your defense, whether it be Jaleel Holloway and Peyton Campbell defend, uh, on your line, uh, Joey Markasovic and Peyton Nigro uh, in your linebacking core, or whether it be Ron Carroll in your secondary. The thing that really stands out to me is, is all except for Holloway have a turnover of, of some sort in, in their um, in their stat line, whether it be forced fumbles from your uh, de- defensive linemen and, and uh, Markasovic, or whether it be interceptions from Nigra and Carroll, it's it, your defense really does like to turn the ball over and get you extra uh, at bats there. Talk about your your defense and keeping being nasty in a league that prioritizes defense. Well, that's that's our mentality. We're uh, we have we've got a very aggressive style of play philosophy of play um and then we know and sometimes that that's gonna uh, allow uh, an opponent a potential big play but uh, i've always i've always said I'd, I'd rather throw the punch than than take the punch and so th- that's the way we play defense um which uh, does create a lot of a lot of turnovers uh we play fast we play physical and um you know we've got the we got the kids to do it and, and i think we, we got we got 10 starters returning from, from last year. The other, the other one that you haven't mentioned and is uh, Kevin Block. Now he's a, he's a kid that uh, out of high school, he was, he was recruited by a lot of FCS schools and, and we were fortunate enough to, to get him. But Kevin basically lost two full seasons, um, you know, one with a, uh, a labrum surgery and then, um, and then the following year after uh, before our second game in our spring season, he had a uh, an ACL. So he came back about mid-season, and he wasn't even anywhere near 100%. He was probably 70%, and and so he gutted it out the uh, the last half of the season. But he's back full strength. Um, he's he's one of the the best defensive backs in, in the country at our level, as far as I'm concerned. And we, we certainly feel the same way about uh, about Ron Carroll and uh, you mentioned Joey Markasovic and Peyton Nigro. Uh, both outstanding players. And then Jaleel, uh, Jaleel and Peyton are two of the very best D linemen. They're, they're, they're dominant players. So we're, we're really excited. We're, we're very excited about this year. If, if, uh, 
if we can if we can stay healthy, I, I think we could do some some serious damage. Everyone always talks about the mid states, mid east, kind of as the group of death, to borrow a soccer term. Um, you you know, and and yes, the mid east is is very deep and has a lot of parity, but to me, the Midwest is really starting to grow a lot of that same parity uh, that, that the Mideast has, whether it be y'all, whether it be uh, St. <clears throat> Francis that's made great strides, whether it's Olivet Nazarene, whether it's Roosevelt, heck, even teams like Judson and St. Yeah. Ambrose and Mobap are stealing games. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, it, it kind of, it, it, it fluctuates a little bit. I know when we, when I first got here, we were in the, the West, so I'm now I'm talking about 1999, so I'm, I'm dating a lot of people there. But that, at that time, the West was probably the stronger side. And then um, when we ended up flipping uh, to the East in 2007, you know, we had, we had us, uh, St. Francis, Indiana, Ohio Dominican was, was really good uh, for a short period there with us. And then Marion started up and got good really quick. Um, you know, and then, and then once, you know, we got back, uh, put back in the West, um, in 2013, you had, you know, you had schools like, uh, Concordia and Siena Heights that, that came up, uh, and, you know, Concordia is a, you know, they're, they're a top 10, top 15 program right now. Uh, and Siena is very tough. They play, they're a really good defensive team every year. Um, but on our side, um, I, I think you, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think, I think the West has definitely closed the gap. Um, uh, with, with the East, uh, Olivet is really, really good now. Um, has been for, for three or four years. Eric, uh, has done a, a great job there. Uh, we talked about St. Francis, uh, Joliet, you know, they're, they're always talented. Um, so, you know, on our side, and then you mentioned, you know, Judson's a new team in our league and, and, and they're, they've got some, some really, really good athletes. Um, you know, and, and, and St. Ambrose is always tough. So, it's uh, uh, and I don't and yeah, Mobap too. <laughs> Mobap played us, you know. Mobap plays very tough. It's it's one of those things where it, this isn't. It's no disrespect to any of the other leagues. There, there's great teams all over the place, you know. And, and we've certainly seen uh, Morningside uh, uh, way way more times than I than I care to imagine. I always joke with uh, uh, with Coach Ryan there at, at Morningside that it seemed like we were having. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend there every 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 year for about a three or four year span. Um, so I'd, I'd just love to have them, you know, come to come to Chicago one time. It's really beautiful, beautiful city in in the in the, in the winter. But uh, there's there are some great programs all over the place, all throughout the country. I just think um, the the mid states in in general is is deeper than than everybody else. There there really is not uh, a week where you can say I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk out on the field and and expect to win. Because if you, if you don't play well, uh, you can get bit in the butt by by anybody, and that's on that's on both sides. But I, I agree. I think the, the the East is has been the I think the the best conference, uh, the best league in the country for quite a while now. Um, and then on our side, we're I, I th- we're not too far we're not too far behind. Yeah, I mean, parity is increasing nationally, which is something I want to make very very clear. And and you know. Because someone's going to give me crap um, that that their league is they they that I didn't mention them for not having parity or whatever. Yeah. 
parody so. is increasing nationally, and that's a really good thing for the brand. Um, but honestly, I do think that they're all chasing the mid-states in, in terms of complete depth. Yep, and I, I would agree with that. And I, I think if you were to ask Coach Ryan at Morningside, he would tell you, he would tell you the same thing. This is, this is uh, um, I think when we were talking at the convention, this is the first time he didn't have to run into a, um, a mid-states team to get to, to get to the, to the national championship, you know, because um, mm-hmm. it's interesting up until they won theirs, uh, you know, they had, they had never beaten Marion or St. Francis. Uh, um, and then conversely, you know, we've had the upper hand on, on Marion over the years and we're about 500 against St. Francis. And then, you know, Marion and St. Francis is, is pretty equal. I think Marion's got a little bit of the upper hand on them. So it's just, it's kind of crazy how it works. Um, uh, but like I said, there, I agree with you. I think there's, there's a lot of great teams out there. There's a lot of great programs. I just think from, from top to bottom, um, I, th- I think the, the mid-states just separates themselves a little bit from everybody else. Last question I've got for you, and that's one I've been posing to basically everybody and, and getting their take. And it, everyone's answer is going to differ. Uh, I've, I've kind of found three main variables on, on, this, on, on the question of athletic support and program building, um, whether it be age of program, um, size of, of immediate location, um, and metro area, and how long you've you've been there as, as a coach, and and for you know y'all, yes, you've got the Chicago land area. That's that's going to be tough to draw people and everything. But you do check a couple of the boxes with the the length of the program and how long you've been there and been able to to really get y'all set. So how do y'all? Um, grow those relationships and that support base to make St. Xavier better across the board? Well, I, I think for us, um, when I got there, I came in with a very simple philosophy. And again, when when when, when our staff arrived in 1999, the, the program had only been six years old at that time. You know, so they, I mean, they struggled. They, only, they won eight football games in their first six years. But I always thought from afar, and I'm saying afar, I was in, I was at St. Francis and we were at division two school at that time. Um, you know, to me, it was a, it was a sleeping giant, you know? So when I was able to get that opportunity, um, I, I had a very simple philosophy. We're, we're going to recruit the very best non-division one football players, mainly from the Chicago area that, that don't get a division one scholarship. And, um, so we're probably a little bit unique from a lot of, a lot of schools where, uh, we are a very local team. Um, probably 80% of our guys come within a, a 30 or 40 mile radius of our campus. Um, you know, we go into Northwest Indiana a little bit there. It's a hop, skip, I mean, it's a, you know, you're 30 miles away. You're, uh, we go up to Rockford a little bit, which is, you know, 65, 70 miles away. We will go down to, uh, you know, Springfield, a little bit that area of Champaign, but, um, you know, other than that, uh, you know, we've had a couple of kids from, from, you know, Southern Wisconsin. Um, we've got, uh, we've had one or two from Arizona, but those kids have contacted us. <laughs> um, you know, but it's, we came in with a philosophy and uh, the, the reason why I think it's worked for us is, is we've, we've had relationships. So 
I had been recruiting. I grew up in the Chicago area. I played my high school ball here. I played my college ball here. Uh, developed relationships recruiting as an assistant coach when I was at, uh, at St. Francis, um, you know, back in the 90s. And you just develop those relationships. So it's one of those where, um, you know, our, our staff is mainly the local guys here, a lot of them that I've, that I've coached uh, and or coached with at St. Francis back in the day. And um, so you have those built-in relationships with the high school coaches and, and they want to, you know, they want to send their kids our way. And, and we've really, we have not had to, to waver from it. Um, you know, I know certainly the, the landscape of college football and recruiting is, has changed dramatically now with the, with the transfer portal, which um, I think is horrible for, for college football, especially when you, you know, when the division ones are making it clear that only 20% of their recruiting is high school kids. Um, I just, uh, I don't like it. You know, it's just, I just, I don't like where, where things are at right now. Um, but it is what it is. And, and we're just going to kind of keep plugging away with, with uh, how we do things and hopefully, uh, Win another national championship at some point here. That's the goal, really, isn't it? I mean, you know, why do you why do you play the game if you don't think you can win one? That's right, and our 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 guys know that. That's uh, um, you know that's the bottom line for us. You know, our and and we, we've only done it once, and we've been close. Uh, we've been to the semis five other times, and we've been to the quarterfinals five other times, and uh, but. Our, our guys know when they when they sign on the dotted line here what the expectation is, and, and our expectation is to play for the national championship. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Coach, for coming on the show tonight and look forward to, uh, you know, just some incredible games coming up here in the fall in the Chicagoland area and across the upper Midwest there. Great. Thanks for having me, Corey. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast presented by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. Thanks also to Mommy Bay Turf and Turf Nation, as well as Leading Edge Fundraising for their support of the podcast. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash n-a-i-a-f-b-a-l-l and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.